Good morning, church. My name is Ron Pack, and I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I stand here this morning to talk to you about the ministry of Celebrate Recovery. And as a part of that, I need to tell my story. Though my fall occurred over a long period, I had built a successful life. Out of high school, I joined the Marine Corps. And after three years of service, I was honorably discharged. After coming home, I went to electronics school during the day and worked at Western Electric on the evening shift. I placed first in my class when Rockwell International came searching for electronics school graduates for the Richardson, Texas plant. Two weeks later, I was there. I got married and had two wonderful children. After four years, I moved back home and went to work for AT&T. During this period, I was married 13 years, but the wheels were coming off the cart. I had built my house on sandy ground. Everything I had done and accomplished was because I was good, I was smart, and I was gifted. I lived a good life if you ignored the occasional drug use or the years of selling marijuana. I had become middle-class respectable, respectable from all outward appearances. My relationship with my wife was on the rocks, and I was fearful of what life would look like if my marriage failed. I decided to move, change jobs, and attempt to change my life. I still refused to look to the correct source to change my life. I was not humble, I was not grateful, and I was about to go through what I call hell on earth. In the next six month period, I did indeed move, changed jobs, entered into divorce proceedings, and then the straw that broke the camel, my dad died. I had come, the stress and pain were so great that I couldn't deal with it. I come from a generation of men that took life as it came. We dealt with it. No man wants to admit that he can be broken. But I was shattered and in despair and I turned to drugs to stop the pain. I put on the mask of addiction to cover the real issues I would one day have to deal with to again become whole. I came to Clinton three years ago from a rehab facility in Joplin, Missouri. While there, the seed of Celebrate Recovery had been sown. I attended my first CR meeting here at First Baptist Church. From the first meeting, I knew I had discovered what I'd been missing in my attempts at recovery. It was a faith-based recovery program recognizing Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. For the next year and a half, I attended every Tuesday session for the fellowship meal, the worship service and lesson, and the open share group. Last summer, I completed a step study led by Pastor Randy Shipman. He became my mentor, mentor and my accountability partner. It was during the step study that I realized that my addiction was only a symptom of the emotional trauma that I had avoided dealing with, i.e. the mask of addiction. The real work of recovery lies in the inventories of morality, forgiveness, and amends. 
By the time I had completed the steps of recovery, I had become, as Darren Hewen states so well, if the sun sets you free, you are free indeed. And I would like to read that passage from John chapter 8, verse 36. If the Son, therefore, shall set you free, you are free indeed. I know that you are all Abraham's seed, but you seek to kill me because my word hath no place in you. I speak that which I have seen with my father, and you do that which you have seen with your father. My father set a good example for me, and I'm afraid I did not set a good example for my children. I was finally free from the chaos and confusion that had ruled my life. During this period of discovery and grace, God had blessed me as I started my walk with him. He restored the damaged relationship with my son and daughter that had isolated me from their lives and the lives of my grandchildren. My son blamed me for his own fall into addiction. Rightfully so, he only followed the example I had set. My daughter was not so much angry with me about the addiction. She was angry with me because she felt abandoned as a child. She didn't see me often when I was out on that end. I have accepted my part, made amends, and been forgiven. Now we see each other often at family barbecues, fishing, and going to grandkids' sports events. The principles of Celebrate Recovery state having had a spiritual experience as a result of following these steps, we try to carry this message to others and to practice these principles in all our affairs. I believe with all my heart I have had a spiritual experience as a result. I believe all I have gone through was to bring me to this place at this time. I believe that God has put me in this place at this time in my life so that I would be ready when he called me to serve. I believe that he wants me to share with others my story, what my life was and what it is now, what my Jesus has done for me. He wants me to share my belief that what Jesus has done for me, he will do for them also. Pastor Randy asked me if I'd be willing to lead Celebrate Recovery. I knew in my heart that serving in this role at this time was what God was preparing for me and wanted me to do, it never occurred to me to say no. I am, as are the people coming to see our prodigal sons and daughters. I'm gonna read some passages from Luke chapter 15. I'm gonna start with verses four through seven. We all know the story of the prodigal son. It's a story about a father's love for his son. As well, it's also a, a, an example of God's love for each of us. What man of you having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he find it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me for I have found my sheep which is lost. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven 
over one sinner that repents, more than over 99 just persons which need no repentance. Going on through verse 8 through 10. Either what woman having ten pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, doth not light a candle, and sweep the house, and seek diligently till she find it. And when she hath found it, she calls her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I had lost. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repents. I'm going to skip to verses 30 through 32. But as soon as this thy son was come, which hath devoured thy living, devoured thy living with harlots, thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. And I said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is yours. It was meet that we should make merry and be glad, for this your brother was dead and is alive again, and was lost, and is found. Celebrate Recovery goes weekly to Henry County Jail to take the message of hope to the prisoners there. And as a result, there have been many of those there that prayed the sinner's prayer and confessed they believed that God sent his only son to die on the cross, that Jesus rose from the dead and defeated death. They asked that their sins be forgiven. Current count is 22 members of the Johnson County Jail prisoners there that have, have professed faith. We've been blessed at CR to have been able to put together a wonderful leadership team. As a team, we have identified shortcomings in our CR ministry, and we need help. I can say with almost certainty that as I look out over the congregation, that many of you have experienced hardships and life challenges. On the screen behind me is many areas that CR can assist with, and with God's help, aid others when these issues seem to be overwhelming. We need those of you who have a testimony of the trials you have gone through and how Jesus Christ helped you get through to come forward and deliver your testimony of what Jesus has done for you. In case you hadn't noticed, I take inspiration from the song, Let Me Tell You About My Jesus. It was this inspiration that got me involved with the jail ministry. I began to talk about the hardships in my life, telling those who need to hear what he has done for me and he can do it for you. I end my testimony with, and let my Jesus change your life. We need witnesses and mentors at CR. So many that come have issues that are different than mine. Those that don't relate to me will perhaps be inspired by your story. I say it often. Let your testimony be the miracle in someone else's life. You can serve in many areas of CR. One of the areas that we have needs is, is childcare. So that those in need of worship or the opportunity to participate in the open chair can participate. If you have questions about the needs or opportunities to serve, ask a member of the leadership team. They're wearing a shirt that looks just like mine. 
Rest assured as you sit across the table during our fellowship meal and talk with someone. If you will share a little of your story, someone will light up when they recognize you have been through the same thing they had. Your story of what God has done for you could be the miracle in their life. Thank you for letting me share God's gift to me of Celebrate Recovery. You know, I really love Celebrate Recovery. Um, over the years that I've been playing there, I, I've gotten to be pretty close with some of the the uh, uh, people that, that go there. You know, we all have hurts, habits, and hang-ups, and my road uh, has been so much different than so many of the people that go to Celebrate Recovery. Uh, and, you know, we're just one big family. We, we all have issues. And I have grown to love each and every one so much. Um, I, I just can't say enough good things about Celebrate Recovery. Hello, my name is Landon Mount, and I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. And that's something you'll hear a lot here at Celebrate Recovery. And it is just so amazing to be able to see people's lives change for something that I enjoy doing so much, just like playing music, and just see them be happy and joyful and dancing. And volunteering at Salt Recovery has completely flipped my life upside down. I've been doing it for almost two years now, and my life has just been amazing ever since then. I've joined a Stuff City group, and the people here have become family. They're not just friends. I'm very close to a lot of them, and it's just been amazing. And I highly encourage anybody that gets the chance to do it. My name is Ray, uh, and I am not an alcoholic. I've never been one, and I'm not a drug addict. I have never been one. but. I have had plenty of hurts, habits, and hang-ups. Um, I used to have a terrible bad mouth, and God took that away from me. Uh, I've had issues with being prejudiced with people, and God took that away from me. Uh, uh, his, his love, His uh, Jesus has, has made me a better person, and I, I thank you. Coming to CR, I get to be with friends that are like me. I enjoy the time, the fellowship. Uh, it's a good experience. I would encourage everybody to attend. I enjoy, I enjoy seeing people come and uh, realize through Celebrate Recovery that uh, once they realize they're in denial of the situation they're in and they step out of that and start doing the program for real and then especially if they do their homework and uh, do their inventories and then recognize they need a savior. That's that's one of the greatest times uh, in Celebrate Recovery is when someone realizes that their life has been all wrong, upside down, and and all the things that they've done to try to fix it won't fix it. But Jesus can. Let's all stand together and belt out some noise to our God. It's my borrowing, it's the judge's mind. 
be seated. Hello. I am a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. My name is Becky. I struggle with low self-esteem, food issues, and many other hurts, hang-ups, and habits. I invited Christ into my heart as my Lord and Savior at the age of eight. I went from a peaceful home environment to a chaotic home environment at a young age. Everything around me was out of control, so I turned to food. I could control what was or wasn't going into my mouth. This began an unhealthy relationship with food. I had a strong compulsion to fix the chaos. I tried really hard to be the best I could be, no matter what I was doing, so I would not add to the chaos. This began an unhealthy relationship with perfectionism. I thought with prayer and writing in my journal, I would be able to have some true healing, be set free from the pain of those wounds. I desperately wanted to be set free from the pain of those wounds. Instead, I found the road very hard, so hard that I felt like the past was invading my present and crushing me. It felt as though I couldn't breathe. like I was standing on the edge of a cliff, pulling me back, strangling me with my pain, hurt, and guilt. In front of me, the unknown, life without my lifelong companions. I quickly packed up my journal and ran back into the arms of the pain, hurt, and guilt that had been such horrible but constant companions to me I had effectively boxed myself in. I kept most people at arm's length so they wouldn't know how very alone I actually felt, how much I struggle with my past. The funny thing about not dealing with the problems is that they always have a way of pushing themselves back into my life. God is begging me, please, my dear sweet child, hold on to me. I will carry you through this journey and you will come out unharmed. Let go of the past and hang on to me. You will see, my child, that you don't need that pain. It only holds you back. The hurt keeps you from loving the people I want you to love. And the guilt, my child, I have forgiven you. So let go, my child. Let go and let me. What was it I was holding on to like my life depended on it? Years of verbal, emotional, and psychological abuse. Abuse that started in my childhood. <laughs> and into adulthood, I believed the lies that I was too ugly, fat, stupid, not enough, no matter how hard I tried. I walked in to celebrate recovery for the first time in December of 2017 with my best friend. She had asked me to go with her and I did. We both said a few rows back from the stage, we both cried, most of the service. 
and we both desperately needed to be there. I have been attending faithfully for a little over four years now. Celebrate Recovery, counseling, and some amazing step study ladies and Sunday school ladies helped me process my hurts, hangups, and habits in a healthy way. They came alongside me and led me through it. I thank God for these amazing, strong women of faith in my life. I am blessed to call my sisters in Christ. Through life, God has taught me he is the God who stays no matter where we are. He promises to never leave us or forsake us, Hebrews 13, 5. He is the God who stands with wide open arms waiting to embrace us. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest, Matthew 11, 28. He is the God that runs in our direction when the whole world walks away. He left the 99 for me, Matthew 18, 12. Through every storm I have faced and will face, he is the eye of the storm. He remains in the middle of each and every war, guarding my soul and anchoring me. His love surrounds me and sustains me. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Isaiah 41.10. My life verse is I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Philippians 4.13. I have experienced growth in many areas of my life because of Celebrate Recovery and the lessons I have learned. Celebrate Recovery has equipped me to work through the past pain, guilt, and hurt so that I can move forward and continue on becoming the person God created me to be. Celebrate Recovery has helped me set firm boundaries with people and help me understand those boundaries are in place to protect me and not to harm others. Thank you. Amen. Let's go ahead and stand together. I know some of you just sat down. Our psalm reading this morning, and you know what? Um, children, we're going to, Michaela's got some good things lined up for the kids, so kids can go on back for children's worship at this point. She's in the back, right back there. And uh, let's read together our psalm reading. Do not fret because of those who are evil or be envious of those who do wrong. For like the grass, they will soon wither. Like green plants, they will soon die away. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will do this. He will make your righteous rewards shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. Refrain from anger, turn from wrath. Do not fret, it leads only to evil. For those who are evil will be destroyed, but those who hope in the Lord will inherit the land. A little while and the wicked will be no more. Though you look for them, they will not be found. But the meek will inherit the land and enjoy peace and prosperity. The salvation of the Lord just comes from the Lord. 
He is their stronghold in time of trouble. The Lord helps them and delivers them. He delivers them from the wicked and saves them because they take refuge in him. Psalm 37, 1 through 11, 39 through 40. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. My name is Darren, and I used to be one way, and now I'm completely different. And the thing that happened in between was Jesus Christ. I suffer from everything. As a matter of fact, you see the sign behind me? I'm the poster child. I'll let you decide which three I don't suffer from, because all the rest I do. A little over three years ago, I used to be one way. That way was a shadow of the man that stands before you today. I wasn't angry, bitter, lonely, hateful drug addict that supported his lifestyle by selling death and destruction to others. I displayed anger at everything in the world, even though the real anger was at myself for what my life had become. I was bitter about what my life had become even though it was my own bad choices that charted the course. I felt alone in the world, even though I separated myself from family and friends in order to hide what was happening in my life. I used drugs and drank on a daily basis to numb the self-inflicted pain in my life. I was dealing drugs to others, knowing full well I was subjecting them to a, to a life I myself hated and wanted to end in any way possible. On three separate occasions, I tried to end my life, only to have that end in failure too. I viewed myself as a complete failure. Everything in my life I had destroyed, broken, or screwed up. I showed a face of uncaring to the world, but inside, I felt nothing but soul-crushing shame for the hurt I had caused my family. What happened in between, Jesus Christ stepped in. The date was December 23, 2018. I was at a new bottom in my life. I had just destroyed another relationship and just wanted the pain and the hurt to stop. So I yelled at Jesus for letting my life be like this and wanted to know why he would allow it to happen to me like I was not responsible for it. Jesus was listening. He took mercy on me and proved his forgiving grace to me. He left the 99 and came searching for the lost one. He didn't stop until he showed me a better way and picked me up and carried me back to the others. Before the day was over, I found myself back in jail for the umpteenth time and facing prison for the fifth time. I was there thinking it was just another chapter in the nightmare my life had become. Jesus had a different idea. 
and he was about to reveal it to me. This time around, I was soon placed with men I knew from the streets and drug culture. But there was something different about being around them this time. Though at first, I couldn't put up my finger on quite what it was. But I could feel a change just being around them. I soon started to realize what it was. These men I had known and knew they were just like me. We were all once angry at the world, sick of what we'd become, and just tired of the struggle of life. These men, though now had peace I had not known in a long time. They were not angry all the time. Instead, they were happy. They smiled and cared about each other. I didn't know how they'd come to that point, but I knew. I had to find out, and maybe, just maybe, I could too. So I started to talking to him and asking questions. I started tending Celebrate Recovery inside, and I heard how they were giving God control and letting Jesus guide them. I heard from men from this church, Pastor Randy, Forrest, Mark, Johnny, Joe, on how letting go and letting God could change my life. I also watched as the men in the jail started to have their lives drastically changed. It was all made clear one night, right before lockdown in jail. I was talking to one that was trying to change his life also. As we parted for the night, he turned to me and said, You know, this is not the life God has planned for us. Instantly, I was taken back to the morning I yelled at Jesus. Here was his answer. I opened my Bible that night for the first time in a long time. The page I opened it up to, my thumb rested on the verse. John 8, 36. If the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. For the next 12 hours, I didn't put the Bible down. I saw my life unfolding on every page in the verses I read. I was the lost sheep. I was the prodigal son. I was the man cursed with legions of demons. I could relate to so many. And I wanted, and I wanted what Jesus had given each of them. I hit my knees that day and asked Jesus to please free me. His answer was immediate and life-changing. Now I'm completely different. I have no anger at the world or myself, only love for others. I am no longer bitter from what my life has become. Today I'm grateful for a chance to start new. I'm no longer lonely as through God's help I have restored all the relationships with my family and friends. I no longer hide because of my life. 
Now I make sure I share my life with others so that they can see it can happen for them too. I no longer use drugs and drink to numb pain. I now use my Bible and prayer to get through anything. I no longer deal in death and destruction. Instead, I deal in hope and life and share it with all that I can talk to. I stand before you today completely different. Because of this church and the work God does through it with Celebrate Recovery and Celebrate Recovery Inside, I got a new life. My family and I want to thank you for all you've done for us. But at the same time, I want to challenge you also. See, I was just one of the many that are still lost. There are many more just like me that you can make a life-changing difference in. Get involved in Celebrate Recovery and be the example to others of the life they could have. Be a mentor, as Keith Ross has been to me. Showing me by word and example the the life God really has planned for us. This coming Tuesday night, there will be someone sitting right where you are now that needs to hear more about Jesus. Are you the one that will be there to tell them of the life-saving love of Jesus? Or you will be the one that reads about their arrest or death and says, what a shame if only they had known Jesus. I humbly ask you to pray about it and let Jesus help you decide which to be. Thank you for letting me share.
may be seated. Hello, my name is Valerie, and I'm a grateful believer in Jesus. But most of my life has been spent as an ungrateful believer in Jesus. Unlike many Celebrate Recovery testimonies, I don't have a history of destructive behavior that God brought me out of through salvation. I don't have any tragedy or abuse in my childhood. I don't have any personal experience with drug or alcohol abuse. I don't have any good excuses. Bottom line, I am just a sinner. I knew my attitudes and actions were wrong, and I did them anyway. I justified my sin and allowed denial to convince myself it was part of God's plan for my life. For I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. Romans 7:18. Throughout my life, I have struggled with people-pleasing and perfectionism. I have had unrealistic expectations of myself and others. These unmanageable expectations have led to constant disappointment and have developed into a critical spirit, which has fostered resentments. I have wrestled with thoughts about not being good enough and refused to see myself as God sees me. Not wanting to disappoint anyone else also led to one of the biggest hurts in my life. I entered into a marriage out of guilt, justifying it was God's plan for my life despite the red flags. I was married to a controlling, manipulative, and abusive spouse who did not share my love for Christ or for the church for 13 years. During that time, I became incredibly lonely, full of self-doubt, and started having a lot of physical health problems due to stress. I was committed to my choices and convinced myself we had a good marriage. In February 2016, my spouse finally told me he didn't want to be married anymore. He had already abandoned us to another relationship, and we had hardly spoken in months. My world suddenly came crashing in around me. I could no longer be in denial. I did not want to be divorced. I knew it was not God's way, but it was the reality of my choices. My Christian walk had become shadowed by guilt, shame, and worry, and I was angry beyond description. I was crushed under the weight of being abandoned by someone I loved so fully. I was trying to do all the things I knew to be right, to trust God, give it to God, and forgive. One night after church, I was driving with my mom, and I was so full of hate and anger. I was yelling about an interaction when my mom said, you need to give this to God. I stopped the car in the middle of 52 Highway and screamed at her, don't you think I've given this to God? So she yelled back, then stop taking it back. The following Tuesday, I attended my first Celebrate Recovery meeting. Over time, I joined a step study and started working the steps which God used to change my heart. God's love, forgiveness, and power have been revealed to me through this program. It took me a long time to come to realize that God gives and he takes away, and both are blessings and worthy of praise. During some of the darkest moments of my life is where I truly learned to rely on God. Without the hardship of a struggling marriage, I might not have come to believe so fully in God or the truth of his word. Celebrate Recovery allowed me to get to a place where I finally fell on my knees, poured out my heart and confessed to God my sins of my broken relationship, my sins of hating myself, and my sins of lying and blaming. Forgiveness is a choice, and because of this program, I have made the cho choice to forgive those who have hurt me 
and to forgive myself. I have so much to be grateful for today. I am grateful today for the opportunity to have been married, and I am grateful to not be married today. I am grateful for the many people God has brought in my life who have helped me heal and grow and become who I am. I am grateful to be able to honestly say that I like myself today more than I did yesterday. I am grateful to have a deep commitment to honesty that I did not have before, because I have learned that although the truth hurts, you can heal from it, and lies, they only scar. I am grateful to be living the best possible life now and a life that lasts forever because of Jesus Christ. All of my life, God has been faithful. Even when I have not been, God has always been faithful to me. I fully believe that God is honoring my desire to do what is right, even when I cannot carry it out. Thank you. going to sing together, but I ask you, you remain seated partway through this song. If you, you'll know, if you feel like standing partway through, you go ahead and stand, but we want everybody to be able to see what's happening up here, all right? And grace my feet. 
be seated. My name is Randy. I am a grateful believer in Jesus. And after a year of prayerful preparation and the power, we launched a powerful discipleship ministry called Celebrate Recovery. On February the 2nd, 2010, in April of 2012, we extended our discipleship reach with Celebrate Recovery inside the Henry County uh, uh, Detention Center. That's the official name of the jail. <laughs> Hundreds of lives have been influ influenced for Jesus through your prayers, your direct participation, and your generous giving through Acts 1-8. Celebrate Recovery is not an independent ministry. It only exists in local churches where, where the pastoral leadership is supportive. Now, it should be in every church, but not all pastors are smart. <laughs> because some of them are not in favor of it. And Celebrate Recovery, because it is not an independent ministry. I want you to understand it. It is not an independent ministry. It does not stand alone anywhere. It is only connected through local congregations. And our church has chosen to participate in the Celebrate Recovery. So our